new song I just wrote. What up, though? What up, though? What's up, it everybody? Is, it is I and my man, Nick. Lamar had to take him a hiatus. He's on holiday. So it's just me and Nick today. He Welcome still to passed our- out after the Chiefs win yesterday. Let's be real. <laughs> right. Let's not lie to the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> they coming rare this year, so, you know. <laughs> what else is there? What up, Lamar? Lamar up in here. <laughs> And we're going to get to that. So say, hold on, we're going to get to that. Let's hear those right where we're going. <laughs> Let's get all the preliminaries out of the way. You know, you can go to our website, www.ioftheone19.com. That way you get all our information, you know, about all our shows. I Often Wonder, uh, Lamar's uh, Late Night Owl Show, which we got to promote more, you know. Lamar getting up there late at night. Out there, get you uh, night owls, people. I've been in the bed rolling over. I can go to bed early this week with him, uh, with him on the road. Right, right. <laughs> I've been on there a lot with him lately. I've been staying up late, man. I get to the, I get to bed before midnight now. And most important, most important, download our app. Go to your app store. You know, if you're an Apple user, go to the Apple store. If you are a Android user, go to the Google store and download the IOW app. But we got all the latest music you like to hear. If you like funk, we got funk. If you like jazz, we got jazz. If you like hip-hop, we got plenty of hip-hop. You name it, we got it. And then we have Ars Paradoxica. We have White Vault. We have some of everything. So something that you would like, if you like funk, I mean punk, we got punk music. We got everything. And then on Sundays, if you want to cleanse your soul, we even have the gospel music on there on Sundays. So now that we got all the preliminaries out of the way. Wait, wait. We can, want, can I add oh, my favorite? Go ahead. If go you're ahead. feeling a little charitable, you can drop some coin in that oh, yeah, picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the money I thing. You, Lamar. I pay attention, bro. Appreciate I you. Attention. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> and I'm used to Lamar doing it, so I got to get my own notes. You know, yeah. So you put a little charitable. <laughs> I didn't put as much swag into it as he does, but that was my first time. All right. Drop that money. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. I see uh I see Lamar and brought it up and um Sincere and brought it up. So let's get to the hot the hot take out there. Um Malice of the Palace part two. LeBron and um Stewart. So what's your take on that, Nick? What do you think? 
That's a bitch move, man. That's a really, really, there's no other if, ends, or ways, buts, ways about it, man. He made the, I'm going to do this shit, too. He made the clench your face. I don't think he hit him with the elbow. Look at him with, look at him with this part. I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. a punch. That's yeah. a punch. And then I have not seen anybody move backwards like that since Michael Jackson died. This motherfucker <laughs> got out of there so quick. And if you watch the video, mm-hmm. You know the announcer in Detroit has been trained since the malice. Do not get out of your seats. Do not throw anything. Do not come near the court. You will be banned and prosecuted. Like he's reading the list that they printed up that day. I think that's that Jordan. Do not throw anything. Stay in your seats. Right, right. He was like, hey, 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 hey. They're like, oh, shit. Here we go again. So seriously, it wasn't a punch. I don't know, man. He he hit him with this. Part I watched it. On like I, a, like I, I a watched it a couple of times. Hand. Right, the, from all the angles I seen, it it did look like it was like either like the top of the forearm or or the fist. It didn't look like an elbow when I seen it. The elbow may have caught the eye, right, with like a glancing blow because mm-hmm. his arm didn't stop with the elbow. Yeah, it can't he follow all the way through. Right. We, there was a video uh, of Instagram that played in slow motion. When you see the the back part, I can't invert my hand right, when right. you see the back part of the hand mm-hmm. hit the mouth you see his lip and his cheek the afterquake of it, okay. of it hitting so okay. that, that and he looked like he was out on his feet for a second before like he kind of came mm-hmm. to and realized what just happened right. that's that's a superstars can't be doing shit like that man that like that's that's a bad bad look that's why you have Ben Wallace's, Dennis Rodman's, Ron Artest. You you got your guys that do shit like that if someone's going after your superstar. You don't <laughs> act out like that. So Sir said, Jay-Z said, if you shoot me, you famous. If I shoot you, I'm <laughs> you brainless. That applies to LeBron. <laughs> and you right. Look at, look at so, Sir starting off. So here's a, here's a couple things fire. I want. Right. Here's a couple things I want to bring up. One, do you think LeBron, if, if it was done on purpose, you know, we we going to speculate, but if it was done on purpose, do you think it was done out of frustrating? Because this would have been a third consecutive loss. If they'd they were lost down by game. 12 when it happened. They were down right? by 12 when it happened, right. Yeah. So it looked Did like they'd gone on to the, the Detroit? Right. It, the frustration with LeBron is pointing mm-hmm. at the man in the mirror because okay. you handpicked this failure. I think I said it on the Late Light Show with Lamar last week. This team would be elite if you kept Caruso, mm-hmm. Kuzma, Ball, mm-hmm. Randall, right, and Ingram. Right. You would be easy street right now. You wouldn't have to dominate. You know, but the flip side of that that Lamar and I brought up, mm-hmm. where maybe those guys wouldn't have developed if they were still being held down in a LeBron on That's a LeBron point. team. So point. you handpicked these guys. You got rid of all the youth. You got rid of all the energy. You got rid of mm-hmm. all the promise. You should be fucking frustrated because it's right. on you. Right. You wanted Davis. You wanted Carmelo. You wanted Russell Westbrook. You wanted your senior citizens reunion tour. <laughs> Fuck that. You should be frustrated. You better get you better get suspended. Because if anybody else did that, if that happened to Curry, mm-hmm. to LeBron, to Durant. Right. You're damn right. There's a suspension coming down. Like a no-name player or a mm. role player or, right. you know, uh, not 
thug's not the right word, but one of those those grunts, those screen mm-hmm. setting rebounder, like, right. like the one you put in, the one you put in and do, do the files. Yeah, your muscle guy, right? Yeah, like your Charles guy, right. Oakley, your Anthony mm-hmm. Mason, like your mm-hmm. your your bruiser, your grunt player. Right. You're fucking right, they're getting suspended. So if the league wants any credibility, you, you gotta you gotta come down with something. And a fine, in my opinion, is not good enough. So okay, now now you said that. Do you think uh yeah, goon is the word you're looking for? Thanks, sincere. Um, well, let me speak to Le, um LeBron. I mean not LeBron. Lamar says, um, I doubt LeBron gets suspended. Stewart better hope he keeps his job. He has his job. And that's kind of along the lines of what you were saying. If anything, I think the league grew respect for Stewart because a lot of people don't go after LeBron, right? But yeah, you a lot saw of what did. happens. Even his own players are like holding him back. <laughs> Here's the thing. Now, now, I was gonna get on to that part. His his reaction. Do you think his reaction was justified? Yes. You get elbowed and punched in the mouth. You get elbowed in the eye and punched in the mouth. You're you're a complete bitch if you don't try to do something. That's a good point. And when you see the blood, some people's ironically the, the expression mm-hmm. you see red, right? <laughs> right. You see red. Mm-hmm. You, you pop me in my mouth. I'm going after you. You now, one of the things, right, right, in, in right, like that, it's the, right, and you, you know, you out there and your adrenaline's going and you in the heat of the, of the moment, I can see it happening. Um, my thing was, too, somebody brought up the point, I can't remember who it was, is that it looks like Stuart, as it happened, he got to ask, LeBron, hey, you know, is that on purpose? What's going on? And he didn't like to respond. That's when he flipped. That, that's what some of the people were saying, and yeah. I can see that because you know, like. You you out there, you going for a rebound. Cats get elbowed a lot. And then you look at, okay, yes. this is LeBron. And you look at, oh, this is LeBron. Rebounds, right. And I'm bringing my arms down, and mm-hmm. I catch you. That's just part of the game. Yeah, That's I got caught one time game. like that playing basketball. Yeah. And, and if yeah. I didn't have braces, my teeth would have been gone. Because you can see my, my teeth had came down, and my braces mm-hmm. kind of held them in place and actually just moved them back up. But he came down, just getting a rebound, came down with his elbow, and it's right, caught me right there. So it happens. That happens. That happens. That's part of the game. That's like getting hit with a pitch, right? Like a right. curveball goes and hits right. you in the knee. That's right. part of the game. It's part of the game. This, when when the video broke it down and showed him, like like I said, grind his teeth, grunt, mm-hmm. and force. See, I didn't see that one. That was so, that's 100% right. intentional. So, yeah, if I, I think if I seen that, I might have been convinced, convinced that he might have done it on purpose. Like, from the video angles I seen, it was kind of far away, the ones I seen. So I and I said the only thing I can see is like I seen like it seemed like he did hit him with either like I said the top of the uh of the forearm either the or, wrist or, or, the, or the outside or the of the fist. fist. Right, right. That's what it kind of looked like to me. At least caught him, nicked him, and maybe the elbow hit him in the eyebrow. You know, that was not I mean, LeBron not a little guy. So that no. kind of force that, that exactly. that's gonna that's gonna cut you. Yeah, you know, that's not Trey Young doing that. That's right, that's right, a six right. foot eight, 270 pound, uh, that's a tight end hitting you. Monster. That's a tight end hitting you, you know what I'm saying? The, the camera angle, I'll send it to you after the show. Okay, uh, the camera angle that has it is mm-hmm. you know, the cameraman next to like the support for the basket right. uh-huh. who gets like the dunks under the rim, right? It's his angle right at okay. LeBron, and okay. it's it's the view of his face, like you see it dead on. Wow, and and so, hey, man. Oh, one was... more thing I want to bring Go up ahead. with that. Go ahead. All of the camera angles, all of the views, what's the mm-hmm. rule in the NBA? You leave the bench, you're suspended. Right. During all of this, the third time Stewart tried to break free, 
Mm-hmm. LeBron is standing right where like the circle is under the basket. Right. So you know the uh the charge circle. Right, and they're talking about still on the court. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony with the towel over his head is out there standing in front of LeBron. Carmelo mm-hmm. was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Carmelo should get suspended too because technically he left the bench during bench. an altercation. Right. So right. he didn't do anything, but the rule is the rule. They don't want you off the bench at all, whether it's protecting. I'm sure they'd rather Carmelo take a shot to the head than LeBron. Right. Uh, but Carmelo, it should you should see something from him too, and, and, and it's legitimate if it does happen. Right. I mean, according to the rule, yeah. I mean, he didn't touch anybody, but they, they don't care. That's why the rule was put in place. And now it's the Knicks show all by myself. Uh, are you back? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, where do I go from here? <laughs> your, your video cut out for a second. Oh, it really is the Knicks show. Uh, so the next topic uh, we were going to talk about is uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez were uh, announced today uh, on the ballot. Uh, two guys who... We're both associated with Balco. Uh, two players who on the field are deserving of the Hall of Fame. Uh, when you talk about the Hall of Fame, uh, one thing that's always gets brought up, can you tell the story of baseball without them? And Alex Rodriguez blew up on the scene immediately. Uh, within a couple seasons, people were calling him an all-time great Uh Okay, sincere. Thank you. I don't know what happened to Mel. So sincere. I can see your comments. So keep them coming, bro. We got to do the show together right now, me and you. <laughs> uh, when you look at these players, they're all time greats. Uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling are all on their last chance of getting in. You can't tell the story of baseball without those players. Barry Bonds was a player of the decade before his head doubled in size and he bulked up like the Credible Hulk. Roger Clemens in the 80s and into the 90s and even into the 2000s was one of the best pitchers in baseball. We take the the attitude and the anger management and the bat throw at Piazza. We throw that out the window. We don't need to worry about that stuff. But Kurt Schilling, the dominant performance against my Yankees, the blood on the sock with the Red Sox, the pitching for the Diamondbacks, was an all-time epic performance. He's one of the best players in postseason history. And I say that because he, he beat my Yankees. But you know what? You, you tip your hat. You say congratulations to the people that beat you. And then when you look back in perspective almost 20 years later, he deserved it. He deserves the Hall of Fame. Schilling deserves it. Bond certainly deserves it. Clemens deserves it. My issue with Hall of Fame votes in general is, and Lamar says, if they put A-Rod in and Bonds, Clemens, and Rose. Rose is another one. Rose never bet against his team to lose. He always bet on his team to win. And now in a generation where you look around and you watch the Yes Network for the Yankee games like I do, DraftKings, FanDuel, all of these betting places the leagues are now making money off of them. How do you keep a guy out for betting on his team 
when now you're gladly accepting those funds in stadiums, on broadcasts, in uh, as an organization, as a league in general. It doesn't make any sense to me uh, that Rose is still out. Uh, what are we going to say here? Lamar had that comment. And then uh, with A-Rod and Ortiz, Ortiz had one of the greatest postseason performances ever. Being a part of that team, Ken says Barry Bonds was definitely great. You're right about all those guys. What makes you Hall of Fame worthy? Numbers or championship? Uh, baseball's always been a numbers-driven sport. Uh, baseball has always been uh, about the aura of numbers, statistical seasons. Uh, but when you get into adding championships to it, you're Kurt Schilling and you're part of Boston and the incredible run that they did, you're David Ortiz. I don't know how you keep those guys out of the Hall of Fame. And don't anyone who knows me knows I am the biggest Yankee fan and Boston hater. I hate the Patriots. I hate the Celtics. I hate uh, uh, the Red Sox. I hate everything about that region. I won't even go on vacation there because I don't want to hear these fucking people's accents. That's how much I dislike them. But sports-wise, I'm not a fucking idiot. I know Tom Brady's going into the Hall of Fame. I know that, that Ortiz and Schilling deserve it. Uh you look at these guys, and my issue with the Hall of Fame in general is the voters. The voters, to me, are, and we talked about, uh, we made fun of uh, Tim Kirchkin a couple weeks ago, a little pencil neck geek. He's five foot seven. He's got to sit on a phone book to do the ESPN broadcast because he's so tiny. You got all of these writers who love the game, and God bless them for loving the game. But right, hey, right. Back, buddy. Uh, I'm talking about uh, after you uh, dropped out, I got into the Baseball Hall of Fame a little bit. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Hold okay. On, fix it. Okay. Uh, I'll continue with my point and then let you hop in. When you look at the baseball writers, a lot of these guys loved the game but couldn't play the game. So they were guys, in my opinion, who were Little League players who couldn't hit the ball out of the infield on the fly but have a true passion for the game, and now they watched – the greatest players get even greater and it's just pure jealousy and hatred that, that, that they're going, that their, their MO is, uh, you look at, uh, his name's escaping me right now. Uh, but there's been many guys who statistically are all time greats and you can't not, I mean, McGuire's up there. Sosa's up there. Major league baseball, did not have rules against anything that these players did. That's on baseball. They didn't break any rules. Uh, anybody who on the Balco list was supposed to be kept confidential, but it got leaked out to the media. Uh, and you're looking at players who got penalized for never breaking rules of the league. And it's a shame on baseball because after the strike in 1994, baseball was dead. Coincidentally, when did the boom, I mean, football's always been big, but football became America's pastime in the mid-90s when baseball was down. And then baseball rode the wave of the 1998 New York Yankees and Sosa and McGuire home run chase. Uh, for you young viewers, in 1998, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have everything in our phones all the time. So every night you would be, tuning on TV, you would, you would be 
If you were out, you stopped at a payphone and you called somebody watching, hey, did McGuire hit one? Did Sosa hit one? Well, what's the chase? What's the number at now? Baseball rode the home run tidal wave. And as soon as McGuire and Sosa started to dip, baseball wanted to cut ties with them and say, you're not, a, you, you're not with us anymore. We're not with you, I should say. So it's a shame what baseball did because baseball turned a blind eye to it, made a shit ton of money, and then they kicked players to the curb. And now the media is at a point where the media won't vote for them. And I, I hate the media voting for Hall of Fames in any sport. I'm a firm believer that living exi existing living members of the Hall of Fame should have the largest say in who joins them. You know, Joe Namath and, and all the other living guys should have a vote on who joins them. And you should break it down. The media has a percentage. But the, the players who played the game, the ambassadors of the game, the people who built the sport and love it and, and – put their bodies on the line for it are the ones who should have the final say. Mel, uh, I hope you come back soon. I, I don't know what uh, where we're going from here. Uh, anybody else got any comments, any question? We'll do a little question part of the show. If anybody's got any input you guys want to add uh, or a topic that, that you want me to discuss, uh, let me know while Mel is, is working out the, uh, the technical difficulties on his end. Uh, I know we also had a uh, college football this weekend. Um, Georgia had a, had an easy cupcake game in their schedule, a uh, little tune up for the sec championship. Uh, Alabama uh, had a tight game. Uh, they pulled away towards the end. And uh, now we got Alabama and Georgia on December 4th. In the SEC championship. Testing one, two. Can you hear me? I got you. I got you, brother. Welcome back. All right, cool. Welcome back, man. Lamar goes away. You have the technical difficulties. <laughs> right. I'm you know more, what I'm saying? I always say I'm like the Artie Lang to the Howard Stern show. You guys run the show, and then I chime in off of what you lead. Me just sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Both my cameras wouldn't work. I tried to switch the other camera. That went out. But anyway, it's because you got the Detroit Lion hat on, man. Shit ain't is that what it is? Put that hat on. <laughs> Who do you think is the best upcoming team? Which team will be the? I think the Suns would be the newest team to win a championship since uh, Ken. But I really like what the Bulls and the Hornets are building. I like, right now. I like, I like the Bulls and the Hornets. Those are good picks. The Suns still have to prove it to me. You know, yeah. After after last year and everything, I'm kind of like. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to go that same knock that get on 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 Chris um, Paul. You know, can he win the big one and all that? But it's looking that way, man. I mean, it, it, it's not one man that loses the game. And I'm going to lose the series and lose the game. We know that. But mm -hmm. it just seems to me every time he gets on a team, you know what I'm saying, he don't seem to be able to win yeah. a big one. So. Yeah. I did, you look at the Bucks though, last year. Mm -hmm. And. It just looked like it was their lucky year. You know, they got the Nets without Irving and Harden right. was hurt. Right. You know, it, it, it just sometimes you look at a team and say things are going their way. This just mm -hmm. might be their year. Right. You look at the Chiefs in football. Looks like shit is they're not playing the greatest, but shit is going their way. Right. Titans losing games they shouldn't. 
Bills losing games that, that nobody thinks they would. Right. Memphis, Dallas will get one in the next five years. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing too much of the teams, Ken, in the West uh, as of yet. Um, just some highlights. I haven't watched any of their games. I've seen a lot of the teams. I'm in New Jersey on the East Coast, so I get the Nets all the time. Uh, but uh, I, I do like Dallas. I, I love Luka. I, I yeah. think Luka is just a different – a different player. One of the comparisons I made, I don't know if I did it on this show or just in uh, on Facebook commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Luca to me is Larry Bird with more of like a Steph mixed in with him. Okay. Like it's Steph and Larry Bird because you got some decent size. You put a you put a big guy on him, he can go around him and get to the hole and get to the free throw mm-hmm. line. You put a small guy on him, he could step back and shoot over him. So like right. I think like a Larry Bird Steph Curry mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is a good comparison for Luca because he he's unique, man. He's I, I really enjoy watching his game. Well, why you say he won't win one in Dallas? Um, you think Mark Cuban's gonna let him go? You think Dallas won't win, or you think they he won't win with Luca in Dallas? Right. That's a that's a take I got to hear more about. He just said Dallas and Memphis will win one in five years, but then says Luca won't win one in Dallas. <laughs> And John Morant in Memphis is fucking electric. Oh my god, he's electric. He reminds me of Pierce and Dirt. Okay, I can get that too. Okay, I don't have an argument with that. Though. He's quicker than he's quicker than Pierce. Pierce was more of a like pull up jumper type. Mm-hmm. I, I never saw Pierce as like an elite driver or penetrator. Not that Luca's elite, but he's better than average with getting to the rim because he's physical right. enough. To take that body, get and maintain the hit, and still finish. Still finish, right, right. Um, let's go to college football. I know you heard me. Do you have anything you want to add on, on baseball? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot all about the um, baseball. I was rambling. I had to get through that. They both uh, slow came to me. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get these, through these comments right quick. Okay, Luca won't win. Luca won't win one in Dallas. He would do a KG, but. When he leaves, he won't be who he is now. So that means he's gonna be there for a while. Then, um, sincere, it'll be a while for he actually. Mark Cuban is not letting him leave. Mark Cuban yeah. will break the bank and and give him fifty million a year to stay there. Because what Luca does for that franchise financially is Man, is great. He, he put butts in seats. He sells jerseys. Yeah. I yeah. mean. I, he 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 making money. I'm sure, for that people team. tune in. I'm, I don't know. Does he Dallas probably, more, he probably got more Dallas fans outside of Dallas because of Luca? Yeah, and you it's know? an international name, so right. it's a worldwide market. It's not just right. the Dallas market. That's 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 a huge part of it too. And Cuban knows how to play that because he had Dirk, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows that you got the international. What's up, man? Paying attention to there. Oh, uh, Mel, Mel, agree with you, man. Maybe. I mean, Can we uh, screenshot that? Me uh, and Mel, Mel, Mel don't agree with hello, me too often. Hello, hell, are you froze? <laughs> <laughs> Dayton's down there, like it's fucking winter. But <laughs> going up, back Matthew, to nobody? we're going back to you saying. I mean, I agree with most of y'all was saying because a Rod, if you just go on his play alone, you know, even going back when he was with Texas, um, with the Manners. He made those teams better. No one was talking about Seattle. No one was really talking about Texas like that until A-Rod got there. 
You know, because Texas, after Nolan Ryan retired, who's talking about Texas? True. Uh, Seattle had Griffey. Well, Seattle uh, had Griffey. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Griffey. Griffey was still young. Griffey came up in 89, I believe. A-Rod, I think, right. came up in 94, 95. Mm-hmm. But Griffey peaked just as A-Rod came on the scene. Right. And they were they were the two biggest names in baseball buried up in the Northwest. Right. And then um, he, said, I, he said, Nick, I agree with you plenty of times. And he said, however, um, Sincere is right. A ring is not in his future unless he is willing to abandon his ball-dominant play style, which I see him doing so, which I don't see him doing so far with Jason Kidd. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you on that one, Mel. Um, so I think A-Rod deserves first first uh, a ballot Hall of Fame. Ortiz do too, man. You know, Dave Ortiz. They won't get as it. Much as, I now, I, I tell everybody, I tell everybody, Outside the Tigers, the Yankees my second favorite baseball team. You know, and I kind of I kind of got on the Yankees because of the Derek Jeter Michigan connection. And so I kind of followed them. You know, I mean, because I mean I watched them with Reggie Jackson, all them Dale Strawberry, you know. Did but you grow up I, here, uh, Kalamazoo? No. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't. Um, but I still, you know, kind of when I heard when I heard about A-Rod and the Michigan Connection, I kind of really started really tuning to the Yankees. So and so I I watched um, a lot of Yankee baseball. I hated Boston. Hated Boston. I hated the Red Sox, man. That that ground ball, um, <laughs> the info, oh, Mar Rivera. No, I'm talking about Mar Rivera was um, was pitching. Remember, oh, okay. remember when they finally won the World Series that year? When they brought in uh, Rivera, I was like, oh, it's over with. And they hit that ground ball. I was like, oh my God. I was so pissed about that. But I, I think that, um, they deserve to get in. I ball in Boston. I immediately go to Bill Buckner in nineteen. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and then going to uh, Kirk Schilling. I didn't really like Kirk Schilling, but he was a great pitcher, man. I mean, from from the yeah. Diamondbacks and from into Boston. I mean, Diamondbacks had him and a big unit. That was a great team, man. Yeah, that was a great team. Yeah, yeah. So they were, they were elite players, man. They're, they're some of the best. Uh, I think that's Playoff. when baseball baseball is better to me. I mean, I, I th- you know, I, can't, I think every era says that, but I think I enjoy baseball back then better than I do now. Agreed. I just, I, I just loved baseball back then. I mean, I don't dislike Contact it now. Contact hitters. You didn't have every batter right. switching chances. I mean, right. you would have. I remember being a kid in the in the eighties, getting the newspaper and opening up the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And reading it before school, and they used to have the batting average, the home run, like the top 15 right, in the category right. listed. And you look to see what players did the day before. This is before, you know, I didn't have cable in the 80s. That's that's how fucking old I am for, for some of you. <laughs> uh, we didn't, I didn't have ESPN until like the early 90s. Well, the yes so network didn't exist <laughs> You had to look at the newspaper and you had to read the stats. Right, and they used to right. be... From Wade Boggs, Paul Molitor, all these guys hitting 335 and above. Right. Like nowadays, like DJ LeMayhew hit like 330 last year. And I think he won the batting title. Like, with like, there's only one or two other guys above like 310. All right. Like, it's right. turned into just swing for the fences, pull your shoulder out. If you hit 30 in a year, you're going to get a massive contract. You got a player like Manny Machado who hit 275 as a career hitter and got like a $350 million deal. The fuck is that? Tony <laughs> Gwynn would be worth two billion dollars if he was alive right now. Man, Tony Gwynn be making big, 
buttloads of money. And I and I gotta I gotta speak up on I one saw more a comment on the bottom. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that one. I'll read that in a minute, but I do have to speak on Pete Rose. I, I speak about this every year the Hall of Fame come up. I have a problem with any sport that doesn't put someone in a Hall of Fame based on their play. Pete, I mean Pete Rose, his play alone deserves Hall of Fame ballot period period i mean you can argue you can argue barry bonds because nobody of played the game harder nobody played the game harder than him man i i love watching the reds play because of pete rose and johnny bench you know i just what it was and to keep him out of the hall of fame man is dumb to me it's just the baseball elites yeah. oh we we are purists man get the hell out of here with that you want to I mean, you want to include it in in the bust the statue you want to include yeah. uh included in it. kept out of the baseball hall of fame for years because he gambled on the sport right. that's fine you can't Make that part tell of his legacy man's play if he bet against his team to lose mm-hmm. that's fine right like now you're shanking games but right. Pete didn't do that he played so hard he would never ever bet against his team to lose because it's not who he was Right. It was, I believe in us. We're going to play so fucking hard. We're going to fucking win. Like, that was his fire and passion. And and you saw, he was a player manager at the same fucking time because how much he wanted his team to win. Right. You can't keep a guy like that out of the Hall of Fame. I, I, and they I better like not fucking wait for him to die and right. then fucking I, put him in. He deserves it. That. That's going to happen. That's going to happen, Nick. I, exactly I, what's going to happen. happen. But I like yep. what you said. And I'm going to read um, Sincere comment in a minute. Put him in and make a part of his legacy. Put an asterisk think, next to it. I think, I think that's fair. I think that's do. fair. You can say Pete Rose, stats-wise, this, 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 and that. And he also ran into trouble with Left baseball because of, on the sport by gambling because of gambling on the sport. Yeah. And then just leave it like that. And the other I'm people sure draw their conclusions. Pete Rose right now and said to Pete Rose, we're going to put you in, but we're going to include this in your story. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's true. Oh, yeah. He's never denied it. It's right. true. Right. I would good you, Mel. Now, what do you think about sincere comments says each year first uh ballot hall of fame? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and here's my thing. I if like he played his whole career in major league baseball, he would be up there with with near Pete Rose for hits. But do you get him in just for he hit? didn't start in the major leagues at 21? He came at like 25 or 26. Yeah, you're right. He did come in because he played over Japan for a while. What about Bonds? Mel said let Bonds in too. I agree. Bonds was the player of the decade before when I was going solo before. I said Bonds was the player of the decade in the 90s or the 80s, I think. <sighs> with the Pirates and before he right. even fucking blew up. I mean, he was blew good up with the Pirates. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a great player with the Pirates. Or the mean, 90s. I think the 90s yeah, he was, was the player 90s. of the decade. Right. He, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And and if you know people build their their all-time fantasy teams, mm-hmm. you gotta have bonds in there. You, you gotta put bonds as your DH or your outfielder. Here's my take on steroids. Then we move into college football. But okay. If I took steroids, I still would never hit like Barry Bonds. You still have to have the skill. Does it give you a, a competitive advantage? Yeah. But here's my thing. I bring up this thing about Mark McGuire every time. This, that Androsen that um, I might be saying it wrong, but Androsen, whatever it was, that Mark McGuire was taking, 
GNC sold that over the counter. I remember yeah. guys working with was taking it, and he was yeah. huge. It's like five, three, and about wide as wide as a truck. You know what I'm saying? He was taking it. Was that amphetamines? I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of it was, yeah. it was, it was like some kind of story where acting drug, but I don't think it was steroids. And I, uh, I alluded to that earlier. It was, a, where, it was one of those tying, uh, what do you call it? Because steroids, what makes steroids work is that it's, it's time released into your system. So, okay. you know, like most things, most pills and stuff are water soluble. So it means like once you get in there and you, you know, you drink your water, most of you piss most of it off. With steroids, okay. it stay, it goes into your system and just kind of drips into it. So it stays in there longer and you get more of the uh, power from long term is more of the power from okay. the, what you're taking okay so that's why that's what makes steroids its advantage but like i said if i took it i wouldn't be hitting like Barry Bonds. i couldn't run fast you know like the fast play. you still have to have the skill so to keep him out because of steroids is dumb to me the biggest argument of, against the steroids is is not that it gives the skill but it gives your body the ability ability to recover quicker and right. and to not have the longer term injuries because you have like it's basically the muscles healing itself right like it, it's mm-hmm. it's a cheat on, on healing yourself or if you pull something in your shoulder the steroids will help you heal faster or oh, you're but, missing last time like all right say barry bonds hit 100 home runs right because of that an additional 100 home runs because he was mm-hmm. able to recover and not miss time he's still well over 600 people who have a problem with it Shut the fuck up. Like, the guy is one of the fucking all-time greats. Here's my thing. There are some things that baseball or any sport has not banned yet that still gives you that same advantage. Naturally. You know, so my thing is just because they discovered that and now they want to ban it, to me, it's it's, it's dumb. The whole steroid thing is dumb to me. But anyway, um... Because it wasn't illegal. It wasn't against it wasn't the illegal. rules of Major League Baseball. Right. Morally, ethically, that's maybe that's a different fucking topic. That's a whole different argument. They that's did different not argument. break the rules of the right. game. When right. A-Rod got suspended for that Balco shit that leaked his name, it's kind of like the John Gruden thing, right? Mm-hmm. We have all this information, but we're only going mm-hmm. after one. Right. Uh, I agree. What may I say? It, I don't... Uh, that's you don't like think asking a, pe- a guy to take a plea after he served some of the time. Oh, I, th- I think he's referring to uh, if they said oh, the people- Pete, we're oh, going to let oh. you in, but include included as some of your story. I think I uh, think with Pete Rose, I think Pete wants in so Pete's bad. Want, man. He's wants, yeah, I'm going to say the same. I think he wants in so bad that he'd take that. I think with, with it wouldn't Rose, be his first choice, but I I think he right. would settle for that if that I was heard, baseball's terms. I heard this story, and then we're going to move on. But I heard this story, and I, I, I might have to paraphrase because I remember exactly how it went. But a guy, Pete Rose, was, I want to say he was in Vegas. He's sitting at a, a bar or sitting in a restaurant. And, you know, and he just looked like a shell of himself. And all he really wanted, and all he kept talking about was getting to the Hall of Fame. And so, and I mean, it may be some more nuance to that because it's a long time since I heard the story. But my point is, if a man... Is like it's feeling like that. He probably take just about anything to get into the Hall of Fame. So I think he would take that. But um, college football, 100%. we got some. Uh, go, what'd you say? Hundred percent. Right. So we got a co- co- couple of coaches fired in college football. Uh, Dan Mullis out of Florida. Um, you know we know Ogeron's gonna step down out of USC. 
I mean, LSU. LSU. If the USC um, is vacant, then Bush Davis from Florida International. Which one do you think? Which one of those coaches you think uh, has the most effect on his team by losing that coach? It's got to be Odron in LSU because he's got the national title, which which says a lot when when you go into high school kids' living rooms to recruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on record as saying I believe he wanted to announce that early enough so that USC doesn't jump the gun and hire somebody that they don't want. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that you'll see Dojeron tied to USC because USC, they got the boosters, they got the money. Right. They want that marquee name. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't had a marquee name really out there since Pete Carroll. Uh, I know he's Southern and Cajun and is weird as fun to listen to and would be a sore thumb sticking out in Southern California. Uh, But I I think that's a good fit because USC wants that prestige. They want Mm -hmm. that, you know, that they, they're one of those teams that they've had some really elite talent. Right. uh, But they've done it without the marquee big name. And I think that he would be, a great fit for what USC wants to do because mm-hmm. now you're selling Southern California. You're right. selling playing on, mm-hmm. uh, on ABC every Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing it with a coach who's won a national title and has that pedigree and mm-hmm. has that ability. And it can say, I coached Joe Burrow to a national right. champion. I coached all these other players. We're going to well, do for you what we did for them. Let me, I, let I me think throw, it's let a me, no brainer. I'd be shocked if that doesn't happen. Let me throw this in there to you. Shoot. All right, is the USC job less prestigious or less prestigious, or maybe be even in trouble with the way the Pac-10 is looking and may even dismantle, be dismantled? You know, with these super conferences building, you know, the Big Ten is looking to try to probably expand. I know they made this little alliance thing, but I don't think that's going to hold up. You know, when you're looking at Oklahoma and Texas going into um, the SEC. That that by itself, right there, has got these guys scrambling. And I think that eventually the next biggest conference is the Big Ten. And they probably, they, I don't know if I'm part of the Big Ten, I'm looking at, we need to do something to combat that. And I said this before, what, what what's the conference that you rather pick off of? ACC or the Pac-10? Pac-10, you get USC, that gives you West Coast coverage and the prestigious of the name. The prestige of the name. Yeah. I mean, Oregon, you know, you got um, UL, I mean, UCLA, more for basketball than football, but you still have them into your conference. So you can pick off those teams. That's helping the Big Ten, and that's putting you in over that Pac, the Pacific West Coast Correct. area. So uh, does that, uh, does that put a stain on – go ahead. Based off of something you said, mm-hmm. with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, does that also make them just the Big 10 now? <laughs> you get <to laughs> right. <TV>, right. <laughs> right. And that's another like thing, I did too. I the math in my head. Right. Like, well, well, there's take the Big away 12, two. two teams. That's the Big 10 South. There you go. Instead of the SEC having their two divisions, you got Big right. 10 North and Big 10 South. Right. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to speak to that in a minute, Melvin. If you're USC, mm-hmm. you're, you're big enough of a name, even though they've been down for a bit, mm. you're big enough of a name um, to to maintain, no matter what conference you're in. Um, okay. 
You know, like this, 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 what is it? The B, uh, the top five, what do they call it? Uh, oh, God, I got um, Power Five. Football sub-series, FBS, FBS, yeah, 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 top yeah, five yeah, conferences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just put the fucking top five conferences together and fucking rotate them. Just create the fucking schedule. And mm-hmm. if you're good enough to get into this super conference, that's it. I know it's going to be tough to do because the SEC has their television contracts. And right, right, it's right. all about money, so the logistics of it are nearly impossible. But common-sense-wise right and, and competitive-wise, mm-hmm. it would be fucking fantastic for fans. You know, if you're Alabama I, I love it, man. and you gotta, you got to play UCLA, Oregon, mm-hmm. you know, you got to play the West Coast schedule one year, them coming yeah. to you, you coming to them. The way Alabama was playing this year, fucking impossible. Because the way Alabama, look, the way Alabama playing this year, they did that this year. They'd have lost a game. Yeah, they, they almost came. A and almost lost to uh, Arkansas. Arkansas almost came back and beat them. I know, I know. You know, right. and there's another game I watched this year. When they fumbled at the two, when uh, when mm-hmm. Alabama fumbled at the two, right. uh, I told you, my I told you guys, my son's an Alabama uh-huh. fan. Right, right. And uh, I turned and looked at him. I'm like, oh. Oh shit. And then it was like three and out. He turns to me and goes, Oh shit. <laughs> but I thought that was like the turning of the tide. No right. pun intended. Right um, before we leave college, let's talk about um the playoffs. Who you think is in the playoffs as the picture look right now? This weekend fell perfectly for somebody that doesn't deserve it, mm-hmm. but made back in Notre Dame. Oregon, get, Oregon gets blown out. Mm-hmm. We're ahead of them. Michigan State gets blown out. Right, they were ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Michigan's going to get blown out by Ohio State this week. Mm-hmm. That was five, six, and seven right in front of them. Right now, Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship. At, if Michigan loses to Ohio State by mm-hmm. seventeen or more, which I think they're gonna, mm-hmm. they fall. Notre Dame moves up to number five. SEC championship weekend, Georgia beats Alabama, and mm-hmm. Alabama has two losses, and Notre Dame hasn't lost since Cincinnati in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati and Notre Dame are both going to get in, and neither one of them is a top four team in the country. And that's that's the thing, man. I don't think neither of those teams are better than Alabama, a two-loss Alabama team. I well, mean, I don't think Alabama... About college football. Yeah, you're right. It's about the money. Alabama drives ratings. Mm-hmm. Alabama. If Alabama loses by more than thirteen to Georgia, you don't have an argument to put them in, right? If that game I'll, goes I'll down to Georgia kicking a field goal and it's sixteen mm-hmm. thirteen as as time expires and Georgia wins the SEC championship, Alabama's getting in at four. I don't give a fuck who gets bumped out. They're right. not going to take Alabama out of that tournament if they just played with the best team in the country. That'll right. be their argument to fall back on. And you got to put Cincinnati in because they undefeated. You can't tell me if Cincinnati played Alabama today, Alabama's favored by 16 and a half minimum. Mm-hmm. If Alabama plays Notre Dame today, it's probably the same spread. Like you can't it sometimes the eye test matters. As much as right. you want to computerize it and have all these fucking numbers, mm-hmm. the eye test matters. You can't tell me Alabama's not a top 4 team in the country. As a oh, Georgia yeah. fan, I don't want them in the fucking tournament, mm-hmm. but as a realistic person who who gives his opinion on sports shows, Right, you can't tell me Alabama's Alabama loses by twenty, they're fucking done. There, there's no argument. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no death, no most death. So um, I think it's still be to be determined. But what do we say a few weeks ago? Cincinnati, I said stay the course. And by attrition, winning. 
You're yeah. gonna you're gonna bump up by mm-hmm. a trade. I think when the when the uh, they were seven or eight when it first came out, and right. and, and you and Lamar asked, do they ever do they have a gripe? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, because everyone else has to play one another, and by attrition, they're gonna slide right in, and that's what you say right now. Right, that's the thing about like the Big Ten. Uh, really more of the Big Ten than the SEC because in SEC, especially of late, you only had like two or three good teams at the top. You know, Vanderbilt what doesn't haven't been in the conversation in a long time. Um, Tennessee haven't been in the conversation in a long time. Florida just recently, yeah, last three off. four years they they've fallen off. After um, those uh, Urban Meyer classes, right, right, <laughs> right. You slowly so we, seen Florida. <laughs> Right. So you're looking at Bama, Georgia, and then I guess an argument could be made. I mean, I'm trying to think about state in there. If you're talking, are well, you I'm talking, talking about SEC, talking SEC first? National. SEC. Talk about SEC first. Uh, there's other Bama, teams Georgia. There's nobody else consistently up there with those two. Right. So then but you go LSU will peak. Mm-hmm. Florida might have one. Right, uh, Ole Miss might come up a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's Alabama, Georgia, and then hit or miss. Notches right. below. Right, and then you go to the Big Ten. It's Ohio State on top, and everybody else at the bottom. It's Ohio State clearly yeah. on top, on top, and okay. you get media darlings like Michigan who mm-hmm. plays even with Rutgers, right, and then gets their fucking doors blown off, or not blown off, but. Fucking they blew the game 27 to three run to end the game against Michigan State. Like, but they I knew everything I needed to know about Michigan that they didn't deserve to be up there Mm -hmm. when they played even with Rutgers for the second year in a row. And then the next week, Ohio State goes out there and could have put fucking 90 on Rutgers. Mm -hmm. So I mean, common opponents matter. I know it's a rivalry week and I know it's a rivalry game, and I know you're a Michigan guy. Right. I think it's more media love than well, Michigan. Michigan play is playing off of their reputation or anything else. You know when they used yeah, to be, yeah. they used to be the winners the college football team. Michigan. They used to be it's the winners for football team until Alabama took over that. Yeah, yeah. No, before Alabama took over that, Michigan was the most winners college football program. So they kind of playing off that rep. Oh yeah, yeah. And they haven't lived up to that in years. No, no. Um, Michigan and Notre Dame are two teams that will continuously right. be ranked and continuously receive media love mm-hmm. because of the history. Yeah. Right. Like if mm-hmm. the Yankees win fucking 70 games next year, they're still going to be darlings to the media because of their history. Right. And I think those are, are those are teams that are icons of the sport mm-hmm. and unrightfully so get get extra love for it. Um. Sincere, um, if Bama loses the SEC, that's two losses. Yeah, they already so, lost to AM. Yeah, I lost to AM. So they went, they, if they lose the, um, to Georgia, that's two losses. However, as what Nick said, a two loss Alabama team, unless something drastic happened, they're pro- if they don't get blown out by Georgia, they're still getting it. I can't see Oklahoma to answer Sincere's question that just yeah, popped I was up. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was a bad loss, man. I think yeah, they fell to 13. Even mm-hmm. if they win the Big 12, I can't see them leapfrogging Notre Dame, who has, like, nothing left. Right. And I don't so, think they play. They don't play anybody tough when they schedule. I don't think they have Dame. a cupcake left, and I don't think they're they, – they, they, they play Navy yet? Is it the ACC championship? No, because they got the ACC schedule now. Oh, yeah. So, oh, before we get off of college football, I want to talk about – I want to bring this up. Butch sure. Davis. 
what has Bush Davis done since Miami? Get fired a lot. Fail and get fired. Is he right? So is is he really a good coach? Because think about it, when he was in Miami, he had a great team. Yeah. I mean, he still got to coach him, but I'm saying you had that's what Miami Miami is Miami is putting eight or nine players in the NFL. You know? Yeah. You had an excellent team. Yeah. You go, you go to um Cleveland, you drop a deuce, go to North Carolina, you drop a deuce, you know. Florida International, you didn't do nothing with them. So, really... It's not many coaches can win without talent. And, and some of these coaches get carried by talent. Because your scheme right. can be shit. Mm-hmm. Your game plans can be shit. Right. But talent can save you. Right? But here's, here's, like, look, I can be the worst coach mm-hmm. in the world. But right. if I got a receiver who can't outrun everybody and I just call fly routes for him and we hit four touchdowns in a game, I look like a fucking genius. Right. Meanwhile, if you take that talent out, we're losing fucking 36 to three. So mm-hmm. talent can make mediocre coaches look better than they are. Right. But at the same point, some coaches can make mediocre, mediocre talent look better than they are. I think mm-hmm. Butch Davis falls into the category of I need elite talent in order to succeed. And that's I why agree. you see him getting canned time and time again. I agree. I agree. All right. Now it's going but he's to a name, look- though, right? He's got, he's got mean, the NFL pedigree. So another had, school will give him a chance. Thing, though, you, hope, you hope kids buy what? into that. I was in the NFL. I can help get you there. He, he'll, he'll get another he, job. He'll, he'll get another job. Don't get me wrong. He'll get another yeah. job. Um, but my thing with, with Bush Davis is that – he okay, let's, let's take North Carolina. If you look at North Carolina football program throughout the years, they produce some talented players. Yeah. They, they may not have had – the Florida States back in the day and the um, Miami-type talent back in the day or the Alabama-type now or the Georgia-type now, but they produce some good players. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence Taylor, one of the, one of the greatest linebackers. Of all time. Lawrence Taylor yeah. and Julius Peppers have come Julius from Peppers North came to North Carolina. Right. And so you had – he had he could have built something there. Let me say that. Because you could have built just off of that alone. And he still didn't do nothing with them. I mean, Cleveland – Cleveland was no until now. No one's really talking about. But that was he was at Cleveland when they were missing on pick after pick, and it, yeah, it, I'm it saying was poor drafting. That's equal. I can't blame him completely, mm-hmm. but they were really bad at drafting when he was there. It was right. It was jet level bad. <laughs> <laughs> so now this week in the NFL, man, this has been another crappy week. I, I mean, I don't know who to Nobody pick Nobody wants to separate from the pack. Like It's like, yes. And that's not a play on words with the Packers losing, but nobody wants to separate. <laughs> uh, and can we just let games be games and let the games sell themselves? Like, all week long, what did we hear? America's game of the week. That was the fucking worst fucking game of the weekend to watch. It was. Like, the Chiefs, and I know if Lamar is still watch, I know he's going to chime in. The Chiefs have scored 20 points or less in three of the last four games. They stop. Like, their defense. They're fucking deep. Dallas was missing two offensive linemen, their top two receivers, uh, their top two edge rushers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Dallas was healthy, Dallas was winning this game 37 to fucking 19. Like, let's yeah. not act like the Chiefs all of a sudden played great defense. No, you, you, you were missing Cooper. You were mm-hmm. missing CeeDee Lamb. 
You were yeah. missing uh, Trayvon uh, uh, Diggs. No, no, not Diggs. No, he's, Tyron he's, he's Smith. missing. Tyron, I'm sorry, Tyron Smith. I got the I got the T names. Uh, you were missing your tackle. Was, um, what's name playing too? God, I can't think. Of, well, I can't think of them. I I had this 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 life for the Cowboys so much. I can't think of none of their players. You were missing Gregory <laughs> on the edge. Gregory, that's missing, what I think of. Yeah, you were missing the other edge rusher, uh, number ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Crawford Coleman. No, he just got the big contract, number ninety. Yeah. Whatever. I know you're talking about. We have whatever name. We don't mind. You're missing six marquee players, and you only right. won 19 to nine. Like that, I learned more about Kansas City being off in a win than I did about Dallas losing because Dallas wasn't healthy. Dallas is health healthy. That game over game. in the third quarter, I think, and I think Dallas wins that game single hand, like easily. Like I so, think it switched to the red zone. Seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. If Dallas is healthy team. <laughs> I, I, so, that's just the way K- Kansas City went back. They had one great game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Boom, the wheels have fallen off. You could tell they missed Gruden putting a game plan together because they can't move the fucking ball. They can't fucking right. score now. They had one game off of emotion, and then it's been shit X's and O's ever since. So on the field, they're missing Gruden. The off the field mm-hmm. shit, I'm not even. We're not going to refer to anymore. We right, right, right. Okay. But Gruden was your offensive coordinator. The Chiefs lit the fucking Raiders up, but the Bengals just fucking lit the Raiders up. So you didn't accomplish anything that other mediocre teams aren't doing <laughs> right now. So I think in a win, Kansas City has more worry than 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 people think. And it, for, it's nothing's fixed. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and you think I like this. For the Chiefs to be touted as a high power offense, only put up 19, that doesn't look good against a against a defense who misses some players and keep my, Key players on their team, that does not look good for the Chiefs. No, but, I, I mean, mean, there's a bunch of turnovers in the game. Only both teams, only three points scored off of five turnovers. Like, right, the execution, the the efficiency are just are are bad right now. Chiefs might be in trouble, man. Chiefs I, might I be agree. in trouble. Like, I, I, we've been saying it since week one or two. Like, we don't know what's missing. It's you're missing the it factor. Just something is missing. Something's Maybe Eric clicking. the enemy is just a fucking shitty play caller. Because you've been Dang. calling most of the plays. You're like you're being touted as the play caller now. Maybe it's time right. to give it back to Andy Reid. Like I, I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, up like that. And then that's the case that maybe that's what's keeping them back from getting a head coaching job. Maybe other people are seeing that. Maybe he doesn't you know, interview well. I mean, that's a long topic for another day. But right, right. I, my belief has been up to this point that Bienemy has been told, kind of like Josh McDaniels in New England, mm. stay here. You have the offensive coordinator. We'll pay you good money for an offensive coordinator. And then when it's time that they step down, the he's job will be yours. Well, maybe he loves it there. His family's rooted there. Maybe he's okay with that. You know, you never hear Bienemy complain about not getting the head coaching job. So maybe it, it is his own doing mm-hmm. you right. know and i envision one day he has the press conference and said this is the only job i wanted this is the job that i wanted to be this was my dream job being here and coming up mm-hmm. under andy like that's what i think we'll see one day and i, I think it's fan overreaction and not be enemy reaction right but now, i firmly believe he's the head coaching in, in in the wings there having said that do you think what's going on with andy's son is going to push andy out sooner than later yeah, I'm on record as already saying I, I thought Andy should have called it a career um, after that. 
Uh, he's got the health issue now too. He had to go to yeah. a hospital after one of the games mm-hmm. early in the year. Uh, I remember back when he was in Philly, early 2000s, I believe mm-hmm. his son OD'd and, and passed away, if I'm correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this happens and Kansas City just reached a settlement this week with the family's lawyer to cover health care and, and, and other medical needs for the young girl throughout the rest of her life. Uh, oh, man, you, you can be as much of a professional as you want in any career, not just football. Mm-hmm. When you got things like this happening in real life, eventually, right. you know, it's going to take a toll on you. Whether life, it's stress, man, life, fatigue, life is, right? Life has a way of of humanizing you. Yeah, you it know, humbles you when, and it kicks when, you in the dick. When, you, when people have you right, when people have you up here, life has a way of bringing you down and humanizing yeah. you and making you humble. Yeah, and you know it's it's unfortunate when you look at some of these players, coaches, and in, in these profession professional sports, and their family are the ones that's actually bringing them down. Yeah. Now you look at Mahomes and his brother, Andy Reid and his son, and the list goes on and on and on. You know. Yeah. And like uh recent topic. Mm-hmm. Rugs was self-inflicted. I have no right. Right. empathy for him and his decision making. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, it's been outside of him. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you have empathy for that situation because right. you can only do so much, but these these people were adults. They make their own decisions, and right. now put a domino effect that affects you because you love mm-hmm. them and, and their family. And he was right. a part of the, the staff too. So right, you right, brought right. him in, and and we're gonna give him right, right, very good life. You're gonna mm-hmm. make good money being caught. Now your fucking life's ruined too. So it's it's it's, it's sad to see. Now I want because since you brought up rugs, um, the judge agreed to give him keep him on house arrest after he. I think he refused to take the breathalyzer because you know he has to since he's on house arrest he has to keep um, testing for alcohol. And I, I want to, if I'm not mistaken, if I read the reports right, either he refused to do it or he just didn't he didn't take it when he was supposed to take it, and that should have put him behind bars. But they, they just that's basically agreed. a violation of the terms, right? He violation of terms. That's so, like going to the movies, like that's right. the same violation of house right. arrest. So. But the judge did agree to keep him on uh, under house arrest. It, here's my thing, and I, well, I said it before. We, fucking special treatment, man. I mean, here's my thing. That I should have happened to you or me if we're in that oh, situation. No, oh, no. That celebrity is getting special treatment, and that's part of the fucking issue in this country. Yes, but, but speaking about rugs, because I mean, he had brought it up, I was I, I was torn. I was torn, and the reason why I say that, I I don't disagree with you saying about. Because as men, we make decisions, good or bad, we have to live by the consequences of those decisions. That's just how life is, period. At the same time, I remember some of the stupid stuff I've done and just happened to not either got caught or had anything happen bad when I did something stupid. And all it takes is just that, it takes just that one time to ruin your whole entire life. And now, unfortunately, he ruined his life and someone else's. Took you know, that's the part. Like, if yeah. he did it and he crashed into a fucking wall, mm-hmm. we feel differently, right? But the no empathy part is your horrific actions led to a loss so, of life. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if that's... you hurt yourself, or Jay Williams, Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, 
guys who were on bikes and hurt themselves Mm -hmm. are different than than taking a life you know what i mean right right so it's it's what the repercussions of your actions are i've done a lot of stupid shit myself the live mm-hmm. we could do a fucking three-week show no <laughs> right <official>. right <laughs> I never, but i never put anybody else in the ground you right. know, or injured right. somebody seriously or or medical attention for the rest of their life mm-hmm. and when when you're andy reed and you're not the one doing it but you're close enough to those people mm. that's some stressful fucking shit man it is man it is like we fucked with my mother yesterday and sent a picture of my daughter with a filter that makes it look like your hair is like mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> my mother was, my sister took video of it. When I called my sister, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck with mom. <laughs> She's got video of my mom. Like, I'm never talking to him again. What the fuck is wrong with him? He changed <laughs> his head because uh, she wore a Kansas City shirt. Like, it was fucking insane. Right. But the stress of a parent when kids do what she thought mm-hmm. was stupid shit you right. could see the wear and tear on her emotionally. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's the point of that little story. Right, 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 right. But as a parent, man, you lose a kid and you have a kid almost kill somebody. I couldn't imagine like putting game plans together when you, you got that shit weighing on your heart. That's, that's tough, man. And that, that could be the reason why Kansas City is not looking the same. Yeah. Like, Andy, is this good for this week? Yeah. That's yeah, well, yeah, go ahead, man. It's good. Yeah. You know, you're going through the motions almost, you know, because right, right. your heart may not be in it. We could be completely wrong, and if they could just fucking, the league could just finish them out. But I think Andy Reid has been a good enough coach and a, and a fantastic quarterback whisperer throughout the years. What mm-hmm. he did with Alex Smith, what he did right. with Vic after Vic got out of prison. He made Vic mm-hmm. a fucking elite pocket passer, something that oh, yeah. everyone said couldn't be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, with what he did with Make the Devers. Yeah, when McNabb would go out, the Detmers would step in. They wouldn't fucking mm-hmm. miss a beat. Right. Uh, I've called Andy Reid the quarterback whisperer for 25 years. He's that good. Mm-hmm. I don't, is it the curse of giving somebody $500 million? Is it the curse <laughs> of, you know what I mean? If you get that right. contract, do you just not have to drive anymore? To, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's they're, they're missing the it factor. Like, the I always say Derek Jeter is the greatest it factor athlete ever. Oh, yeah. You can't verbalize it, but you watched him, and you knew he had the it factor. It's like when you see him play, you can't put your finger on what it is. It's the eye test, right? It's the eye test. Right. He was like a power hitter. But he hit home runs. But he hit home runs. He He, wasn't the greatest fielder, but he made some great fucking plays. Right, like you could put the negatives as much right, as you want. Like, the production he won a lead in the RBIs, but he, you know he brought him. He has some runs batted in, especially when it's time when they need him. So I mean, he just had it. All Star Game, World Series MVPs, mm-hmm. and World Champion in the same year. Only player to ever do it. So yeah, he but, just there's there's that thing about that him, thing, right? And then some people could have all the talent in the world, and then after the league figures out what you like to do. It's it's even keel for the rest of your career, and I, I, Mahomes has the numbers, but they're not getting the wins. Yes, and it's like, what's the fucking reason? And it, it's mind boggling to to sports fans. Yeah, man. So what? Let's talk about these Tennessee Titans, man. Oh, after man. after after you see what they did to the Rams, and then they go play. Who they play after the, they played the Rams? Because they, they 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 lost that game too, didn't they? 
No. They won that game? They lost one early in the year, and then they lost to the Jets, and they lost to the Texans. Right. Again, the third losses. Who was that third? I can't remember. But anyway, you would think the way they played the Rams, the Texans was a cakewalk. How? I just need to be happy that the Texans and the Jets aren't going to make the fucking playoffs. So they might be able to win the Super Bowl. They can beat good teams, but they can't beat the cellar dwellers. Right, that, right. That goes on coaching. That that goes on your leadership. That goes on your locker room of not looking past it and taking care of the task at hand. Mm-hmm. So that's that's some self-reflection that the coaching and, and the captains and the leaders of that locker room need to do. Right. Because, I mean, the defense wasn't bad. I think Taylor only threw for 107. I know they mm-hmm. had. I don't even think they had 200 yards of total offense. But that's just a self implosion of maybe looking past them because you got the Patriots next week. Right. Uh, I don't know. But that's, I don't know, that's, man. That's, I was like, that's the second time that they've done that. Mm-hmm. So now so, you brought it up. Yeah. I, I read this, and I think it was on the ESPN um, app. It says. <laughs> is are the Patriots the best team in the AFC? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. And and here's why. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, today, Monday, November 22nd, mm-hmm. no. You got two wins against the Jets. You got a win against the Texans. You got a win against the Panthers. You got a win against the Falcons. You got a win against Cleveland without Chubb. Right. And then you beat the Chargers when the Chargers had, had looked awful at that late September, early October point after that hot little couple game start. Four weeks from now, you got the Titans, the Bills, the Colts, the Bills. You go three and one, I'll change my tune. I I will address it then. But at this point in time, Mm -hmm. you're doing what, besides from the quarterback position, a veteran elite coach team should do. You're beating the teams you should beat. You're, You're embarrassing Zach Wilson. You're, right. you're blowing up Baker Mayfield without Chubb. You're neutralizing mm-hmm. Garrett. The team is very well coached. The team is always prepared. I just think that talent-wise, when they play some of the more mm-hmm. equally talented teams or more talented, I think they're going to be in trouble. Now, I will say, I like the way the defense is playing. I I like I like Mac Jones. I mean, like I was on record, right? He's a modern day Trent Dilfer. Right, right. I'm right. not gonna lose the game. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. efficient. I'm gonna get the ball out quick, and I'm not gonna be the reason we take an L. We're too right. good in other areas of the game for me to lose the game, and and that's what he is. Right they, now, they, what he could they got the running game the going. They got story. the yeah. I mean, think of, they got the running game going. That's yeah. in, in, in NFL. If you can get a good running game, you have a good chance of winning the game. Yeah. Stevenson he, and Harris look like a nice one two punch. Right. They do enough to take the pressure off of him. Mm-hmm. But even though he's a rookie, you're seeing his role evolve throughout the season. Listen, everyone knows what I wear, everyone knows That's who right. I hate. I don't hide it. But in order for me to be credible when I give my views and opinions, I can't let my hatred of somebody interfere. So right. it's about credibility for me and my words right. and my views. I He's still, getting better each I, week. I want to say this before you finish. I still won't let go of my hatred for Kirk Cousins, but go ahead. 
the legend Kirk Cousins? I said, did you my, cut my out? Hate, no, did you say uh, the I'm legend sorry. Kirk Cousins? Said, my hatred. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you said the legend Kirk Cousins. No, no, no. My <laughs> hatred for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, you had to deal with him in green in college, and now you got to deal with him. You're in division. <laughs> I know, man. I, was like, I can't it's get rid like, of him. Leave me fucking alone, Kirk. <laughs> Fucking names are Jake Kirk. <laughs> uh, but you, you look at Mac Jones evolving week to week. If you put on tape of week one and you put on tape of this past Thursday, kids playing well, oh, yeah. coach well. McDaniel's has done very good in his career with with Brady, and he knows mm-hmm. what his quarterback can and cannot do. Right. And and it, you you got to give the, the staff credit. You know, oh, yeah. they didn't trade up. Everyone thought they were going to trade up. They stayed home, and they still got Mac Jones, the player that we all said could mm. be Tom Brady-esque. We're not saying accolades. We're just saying right. in terms of pocket presence, release the ball quick, not overly athletic. Everyone gets in love with all these athletic quarterbacks. But who's the best young quarterback in the league right now? It's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. And I said, like, when, we, when, when preseason was going on, and shout out to Mel. But Mel was like, he was like crapping on Matt Jones. Well, I don't remember exactly what he's saying. I know Mel like to hold you to exactly what you said. So I know he wasn't speaking highly over Matt Jones. Like I said, but Mel, I see, I look at more than just when I'm watching, I'm not looking at, okay, just the preseason. I'm looking at those intangible things. You know, I'm looking at the poise that he has. He yeah. could have threw five in the sessions, but. I'm looking at the poise that he had. I'm looking at his pocket presence. I'm looking at his feet work, his footwork, his vision. I said, I see those those intangible things in him. They factor, makes, right? Like right? You can't put your finger on it, but you just right. see something in somebody. And he just holds to that. He has the potential to have a good career in the NFL. Yeah. You know, now we who knows what may happen three, four years down the line. We don't know. But right now, he has that it factor. Like, okay, I can see him doing something. And like you said, he's well coached, well schemed. They're well prepared week in and well week out. Well prepared week in and week out. Yeah. He's they don't in put him in a position to fucking look foolish. Right. And he's in a good situation out of all the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, I, I say second to that, maybe Trey, Trey Lance. Maybe. Because he has the talent around him. Yeah. He, the, the team's talent in San Francisco right. is probably better than the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But but coaching-wise... I think somebody said this today. Uh, one uh-huh. of my buddies on another podcast mm-hmm. said, you want to hear the most Kyle Shanahan thing you can hear? 13-minute drive, 22 plays, field goal. <laughs> right. So you look at the talent <laughs> of the Niners, and, and the talent there is probably better than the Patriots, but that... Trey Lance still has to get out there and 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 produce before we can. He's the most incomplete, right? Right, right. And I didn't hear Mel's words on mm-hmm. the Mac Jones part, mm-hmm. but based off my interactions with Mel, I'm willing to bet it's because Cam Newton got cut or wasn't named the starter. That that I'm willing to bet that was the that what got the ball rolling. Uh, well, now, now, now you brought that up. Let, let's 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 talk about this. Let's just suppose. Cam where he's at now with Carolina, Mac Jones where he's at in in New England. Does which one looks better now? Oh when Mac. you watch it play? Mac, because you know Mac Jones is going to be long term and it's just the beginning. Okay. Uh 
you know, if you're going from this day forward, forget mm-hmm. the past because Mac Jones right. doesn't have a past. Yeah, we, yeah, we're talking about this day forward. From this yeah. day forward, oh mm-hmm. my God, it's it's a hundred times over Mac Jones. You can get 15, 20 years out of Mac Jones the way quarterbacks. No, no, what you're saying. No, let, let, let me let me say this. Though. What you're saying now to me is that you're looking that Mac Jones has the most potential, but right now when you're looking at play to play. Who you think looks better? I, I still think it's, it's just like Mac Jones. Went, like, okay. What do you go twenty two or twenty six the other night? I think so. Yeah, like it, it's he's putting up ridiculous numbers and and it's I oh, I hate comparing players who are on mm-hmm. different teams because the situations are different. Yeah, right. The talent right. is different. The right. scheme is different. What's mm-hmm. asked of you mm-hmm. is different. And Carolina, like they're asking Cam to like come be a savior and apologize for the organization because maybe we <laughs> fucked up and let you go. <laughs> right. In New England, they're like, we're going to build everything around you and you're going to have to do a little bit to help us win. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they take the pressure off of Mac in New mm-hmm. England, but I think the pressure's on camp. Are, are we transitioning into yesterday's game with the Panthers? Yes. Why, like, why yes. The- yes. Okay. Yes. I saw something yesterday. And, and know, for the record, uh, Nick, you supposed to let the transition just go in, not, not bring it. Okay. Just, just go right. I, I didn't know if you had something else. Playing, <laughs> I'm mad with you. So. No, I'm going with you. Go ahead. I, I know Melvin Wall sitting in the man down podcast right now. He's getting <laughs> his knuckles cracked. He's getting ready to type. <laughs> I saw it again yesterday. Cam okay. breaks a 24 yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. He wants nothing to do with his teammates. He wants to sprint out to the 50. It's a T.O. move, right? Everyone bashed T.O. when T.O. Mm-hmm. did the star thing because right. they said it was selfish. Mm-hmm. Cam runs out to the 50 in Carolina, goes to the sideline, walks right past all of his teammates who want to celebrate a good play, mm-hmm. and he's looking at the crowd and he's looking at the cameras. It's a team sport. And whoever you are in whatever right. sport you play, mm-hmm. unless you're Tiger Woods in golf because it's just you, <laughs> When you think you're bigger and better and above the team, it doesn't bode well long term. Like that shit might go for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think long term, it's gonna grow old on people, especially if L's start stacking up and you're you're down 24 to mm-hmm. seven and you score a touchdown to make it 24-13 with five minutes left in the game, and you're doing <laughs> this at the 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's gonna wear old real you quick on yeah. guys who are gonna be there long term. Did you brought this uh, I was thinking about this the other day. And it's interesting you said this. I watched some of the things that you're talking about, and my first reaction is kind of what you said. I was like, well, dang, especially when he's when he scored a touchdown, and I'm and a couple people put their hands up for the high five, he ran straight to the 50 yard line. I thought about that. Then I started listening to what people around the league were saying, Oh, he's such a good guy, he has such a good spirit. So I'm like, well, is that just his personality in a way? Like, he doesn't mean any harm by it. It's not him I don't really. Think he be- does. Yeah. It's I, not, re- I, I, it's I not him really being. It's been screwed. Right, right. But it that's pre-planned. Right. That's pre-planned. Huh? That's premeditated. If I score, I'm running to the 50. <laughs> right, T.O. Right. pre-planned it. Mm-hmm. But see, but I think with T.O. But I think with T.O. at that point. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I, I, think, I think what separates him from T.O., I guess, and this goes going by what I hear. I don't know the man personally. T.O. did it, uh, for lack of a better word, out of malice. You know what I mean? It seems to me T.O. is just like, it's all about me. I'm T.O. Bump what y'all talking about. I think with Cam, it's out of innocence. For, you know what I'm saying? For lack of a better word. I agree. I don't think there is 
ill intent. I don't think there's ill right. will or, or, mm-hmm. or I just think, how do I word this? Cause I know I'm going to be quoted on it in, in, <laughs> in, in a text momentarily. <laughs> I think that the, the, the values are maybe not prioritized the right okay. way. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's from not being in the training camp and going through the grind with this team. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't know some of the new players and you haven't bonded with them yet. Right, right. Um, not that I'm making excuses. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to go through the, the thought process. Right, right. Uh, but I, I I don't get how guys block for you. That's how you break mm-hmm. a 24-yard run. Uh, True. And then it's a team accomplishment mm-hmm. to score a touchdown. Um. Uh, I don't know, man. I just it, it looks bad to me as a coach. Like if I saw a player do something on my team and 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 break away and not want to be a part of the team, bro, they block for you. <laughs> like I'm the coach that I don't celebrate the running back when the running back scores. Mm-hmm. I'm the one pointing back at the line and, and yelling out who made the good block, and I'm celebrating those guys. That that's just me. That's who I well, am. I mean, what I'm saying, but I that, can't see doing that, man. I also speaks for people who understand X and O's in the game. People yeah. who are just a casual fan and watch the game, you know, the running back is going to get all the hype because he's the one you see in the end zone. He's the one you see him going through the hole. He's the one you see him making that juke move. The running back getting a wide open hole and, mm-hmm. and running, that's the mm-hmm. flash. Right. The substance is the block. The, tr- the, the trenches, the all the trenches that move in the line, the trap block, yeah. all that stuff, you know. My mantra Without- to the, the team I coach, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. first thing we say the first day of August 1st when Pop Warner starts, Mm-hmm. We don't block. We don't run. We don't block. Right. We don't pass. We don't block. Right. We don't score. We don't block. We don't win. Everything right. we do starts with the line. Yep. I That's could true. score a touchdown if the fucking blocking is the right way. Right. I might be out of breath, but I can score one. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be like a like a one yard like maybe right. just falling to the pile. <laughs> now let's break down the game a little further. Um, Kyle Heineke a- MVP votes. Well, we're going to get into that part. I'm still, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still sticking with Carolina right now. <laughs> Cam threw a nice pass to Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good pass. You know, we talked about the run. Yeah. The end of the game, that fourth and three play, that was a horrible play. I don't know I what the play. I got to lean on you. I, I didn't see it. I got to lean on okay. you. I don't, I, I, I don't know if it was the play calling or was it just all Cam. So it's fourth and three. They called a pass play. I assumed it was it was coverage because I didn't really watch the highlights of it. And it looks like Cam tried to take off and run for the first down, sack him, game over. Now that that right I did there see that highlight. Okay, I did see that highlight. Now that right there to me speaks of the weakness of Cam. A court because you know he's thinking run first. Instead of like did he get step. hit from behind on the blind side and not know it was coming? Is that the play? I, I want to say he got hit from the side. Cause okay. he cause remember he, he was running, and so I think the like he was running this way. And I think the the um they came attack him that way. If I'm not mistaken, okay. I'm trying to remember. So my thing was like, it looked like to me. I just saw the highlight of it too of this particular okay. play. I saw bits and pieces of the game. I saw the highlight of this play. It looks like to me he thought run first instead of trying to get the first down through a pass, maybe a check. Cause if he hit the check down back, he probably could have got the first down. They bl- they coming in at him. That means someone has to be open. So the check down probably is open. And I and I, I wish I would have went back and actually really looked at the play and could see what happened. So 
to me, kind of speaks to maybe the weakness of Cam because any other quarterback maybe could have like stepped back, stepped up instead of thinking of run because Cam had a couple of good runs. Think, okay, I'm about to recreate this magic and run again, and possibly cost or it did cost him the game. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak to the play itself, mm-hmm. uh, but based off of what you told me, my analysis would be this. Maybe familiarity or unfamiliarity with Mm-mm. the system because it's so soon and you were injected into the lineup so quick. Right. Might not have been a play call you're comfortable with. It might not mm-hmm. have been something, you know, because everyone, what do they say every week, every game? The first 15 plays are scripted. Those are the ones right. you go over. And then the right, rest right. Kind of, might be a play that he may not have too much familiarity with. And the play caller, like I think Rule calls the plays down there, mm-hmm. right? It may so. have been a play that Rule likes or maybe something that Sam Mm-hmm. had maybe done well, but something that Cam isn't used to and the progressions and the recognition right. he wasn't comfortable with. So it sounds almost like it's a downside of injecting a player into the lineup that you haven't had for a long time. Because as right. much as you can study, you still need those reps. You still need to right. see it live. You still need mm-hmm. to visualize it and, and do it. So I, I think it may just be domino effect of of that. And it's something that he should be able to, to grow with. Um, I did check his stats. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he went 21 to 27. Uh, it was less than 10 um, per average. Uh, his average was like, I think, nine something. Okay. Uh, and I was curious. So I looked at all the games and the majority of games that were won yesterday, mm-hmm. the, the winning quarterback was averaging more than 10 and a half per attempt. Okay. A lot of the losing quarterbacks minus Baltimore. Uh, mm-hmm. with that game with the Bears because the kid found out when yeah. he got off the bus, he was starting. So you didn't expect right. him to have a great downfield <laughs> average. Uh, but most of the teams were under 10. So mm-hmm. you got McCaffrey. It's You're checking down to him. I think he had seven catches again yesterday. Right. I mean, but you got Ro- you got Robbie Anderson, six catches, 30 yards. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking deep threat. You brought him there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I didn't man. see the game, so I, I can't. Yeah, talk I, I saw bits and pieces of it. So, but transitioning to, to Washington, uh, man. yeah, Washington right, transitioning to two, two wins in a row. Uh, well, Heineke looked good, didn't he? That's why I said it. Heineke yeah. gonna get, start getting some MVP votes. <laughs> he beats Tom Brady last week. He had all mm-hmm. the hype coming in with Cam. It was an emotional, electric environment. Uh, right, and and Tyler Heineke steals the show two weeks in a row, man. He's he's efficient. Uh, we talked about it last Thursday on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I picked Washington. I know they lost Chase Young, but I just I think they got something with Heineke. I I, I, I don't know. It's it's the it factor, right? He's right. last year in the playoffs. I keep saying this. People forget this. Mm-hmm. Washington with Heineke, who got injected into that lineup last minute, right? Played Tampa closer than any other team did in the entire playoff run. That's true. Every other game, Indeed. Tampa won by more than a score. I think Tampa, Washington was six points, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 26-20, if, if I'm right. Uh, but you look at them, they got a good young nucleus. They mm-hmm. got a talented receiver. Uh, you got a quarterback that if you decide to stick with, could have something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a good pass rush. You got young coming back. You got a bunch of number ones up on that line. Right. Um, 
So it's it's it's. So I'm interested in Washington. Let, I'm, I'm interested in question. keeping an eye on their progression. Let me ask you this question: Are we talking about Washington? If you part of the organization, end of the year, say you don't say you make the playoffs, but you don't go to the Super Bowl, what do you do with Fitzpatrick and Heineke, and what do you draft first in in your first pick? Well, the first part of that question is the first. I think Fitzpatrick at this point cannot be a part of anybody's long-term plans. That's why he's been, mm-hmm. he's never been anybody's long-term plans. That's right, why he's right. been bounced around. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovable guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, top four living American, in my opinion. Teaches <laughs> right. himself a new language every offseason. Like the guy mm-hmm. went to Harvard. He's a fucking genius. He could do anything right. he wants in the world. And, but he, and he, they, you will never find anybody to say a bad word about him mm-hmm. as a man mm-hmm. or a teammate. Right, but you you can't go into the off season after a hip injury at his age and say he's going to be our guy. I think you decide is Heineke our guy, which I don't think there's any shame in going with Heineke. I'm, I'm actually been playing. He's got the chance to play this year. Right. Uh, if I'm Washington at this point right mm-hmm. now, I'm taking Heineke. Okay. So uh, that that part that first part of, of the equation is done. So now what do you draft? I'm taking you gotta figure they're gonna draft somewhere between the nine and fifteen range. You know, mm-hmm. even though they won two games here, I don't see them mm-hmm. running the table or, or making a playoff push. That's my estimation. Right. Burks from Arkansas, Olaf or or Wilson from Ohio State. You put them next to McLaurin with Gibson and uh the other one, uh, his name's Mick Mick somebody. Mick, the other McLaren or Mick. No, McLaurin's no, the running back. The other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whoever, but you got some nice young pieces. Right. Go get another fucking stud receiver. You okay. got Logan Thomas, a tight end, who's a nice weapon. Right. You go get another stud receiver because mm-hmm. you got Dallas, who's putting together a good young defense. You got to right. you got to be able to beat the teams in your division if you want to make the playoffs. Right. I, I load up on offense if, if I'm Washington, and I go get All another right. fucking weapon that can really – take this team to the next level. All right, let's go to the other side of the field. You um Carolina. What do you do in your quarterback situation in Carolina and what what do you draft first? Cuz to me, oh, I'm going to let you fit, let me ask you that question and I go to the second part. Okay. What do you do in your quarterback situation? Do you keep Cam as as your quarterback for next year and get rid of Darnold or you clean house and well, go ahead, go ahead the first part. Cuz I want to go somewhere else with other parts, so I'm going to okay. leave it at that. I think it's way too early for the camp okay. decision. Okay. Uh, I, I believe that's still to be determined. Okay. Uh, I don't think you can make it definitive either way at this point. It, it's either okay. one start. I don't think okay. you could say he's our guy. I don't think you could say he's moving on. So I think it's too early to speak on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it just, do they lose a few games? Do they try to go back to Donald when he's healthy? Do I don't know. I think it's there's too many what ifs right now, right? With Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, can we revisit that in like two three weeks? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this is something. But, this is something interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So, let me ask you this. Okay, before you go, let me ask you this. I'm gonna add this part to it. Cam does well the whole rest of the season. Whatever well looks like for you as as an organization. Um, I think the Donalds it will be a uh, a permanent backup. So if he is, do you just keep him where you at, where he's at, and just keep Cam? 
if Cam does well? Or do you move uh, him and try to get some money from him? I forget. Um, I mean, you guys are down there. If, if mm-hmm. uh, man down, Mel is still mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Carolina pick up the fifth year option for Sam when they made that trade? Part of me I have thinks to look. I've, I've. You may be correct. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know we. I don't know if it was on the show. I don't know if we talked mm-hmm. about it, or because uh, that was right when I joined you guys, like pre-draft, like shortly right, after right. that, that trade right. went down. Um, but that that's the determining factor. If they didn't pick up that option on Sam and he's a free agent, he's a free agent. You know, he'll 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 go out to Southern Cal and, and be Herbert's backup or something. You know what I mean? He'll right, go back right, right. Up there. That, that's my guess on him. But mm-hmm. if they picked up that option and you're paying him $18, 20000000 million, you're stuck with him because you picked up that option. Right. Uh, I think Carolina, I really love their defense. They got some nice pieces on every level. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had that all-defensive draft, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I, I think you're looking offense, best player available. Okay. Is, is that another lineman? Is that one of the receivers? Uh, I. They don't have a second round pick. Their second round pick comes to the Jets for mm. uh, the Darnold trade. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't. I would to say I what they As of right now, today, if mm-hmm. I had a bet on it, I would say offensive best player available. Okay. So let's let's now let's move to the Green Bay Minnesota game. What what's your analysis of that game? Weird, like Minnesota <laughs> just as good as Green Bay. This might be the anomaly game like, mm-hmm. that we talk about mm-hmm. because Green Bay's defense has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right away, I think Jefferson had three catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown in like the first like five minutes of the game. Right. It, you know, uh, don't mm-hmm. quote me on the time, but it was quick. This motherfucker right. was like game over. I think like you knew like it was going to be a long day for the pack. Right. Um, you know, Rodgers ended up with great statistical day, but they started off slow, and then they had a play mm-hmm. from behind. Run game really never got a chance to go. Aaron Jones missed this game. Uh, Dylan never really got going, so they weren't. Mm-hmm. It's and What do we always say? You make a team one-dimensional, you got a very good chance to beat them. And when you get right. up on them a little bit and they got to play from behind and they're constantly passing the ball, mm-hmm. no matter how great you are, it, it's, it's not going to be your day. Right. A complimentary right. football, right? Defense and offense. If one of those are off for half the game, and they were both off for half the game because they were down. Right. I think it was 16 to 3, I think I saw Something like at that. one point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Minnesota is that team that we're constantly up and down about. Like we yes. say every week, they compete, they're mm-hmm. in it. Um, they miss that it factor. And then some mm-hmm. weeks they have it. Yesterday, mm-hmm. Cousins came out like a house on fire. They, they had the it factor yesterday. Right, they were right. playing out of their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a game that I am very, very interested in is Minnesota-San Francisco next week because they're both 5-5. Five and five. Right. They're both teams that can make that playoff run or fall mm-hmm. off the face of the fucking earth. Right. Uh, but I, I'm not going to go off the deep end like some people do, like when a top 10 <laughs> loses. I think the yeah. Packers are still – an elite team. Yeah. Uh, I just think Minnesota played out of their fucking minds yesterday and, and got a rival, which yeah, ha- it happens, right? Right. I mean, that's they, why you don't see teams going six and zero in the division every year all the time. Yeah, that's, I was going to bring that up. Cause you got to look at it too. When you, you play somebody in divisions, you see all the time. You used to seeing that team, you yeah. know, those, like I always say, 
until recently, the Lions used to always play the Packers pretty well. Yeah. No matter how they played bad. them well earlier in the year, too. Yeah. They always play the Packers pretty well. So because they used to see in the Packers, they used to always, you know, they know little things that Aaron Rodgers like to do, that kind of thing. Minnesota, same thing, Chicago. I mean, that, that team, they all that division always beat up on each other. Yeah. Now, same scenario. And the third year, the Packers coach, you know, his tendency. Right. And let's not mm-hmm. shit on Aaron Jones missing the game is a big fucking factor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What he does oh, yeah. for that offense, running and catching, that's a big mm-hmm. piece to lose. Right. I agree. So now looking at Minnesota, what, what, what do you do as an organization to make this team get over that hump? What, what do you think they need? I, I don't know. Like it's 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 <laughs> hard it's, to it's, say, isn't it? You look yeah. at them on paper. You got Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, one of the best running backs in the league. You got right. Justin Jefferson, one of the best young receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. You got Thielen, who's a fantastic number two. Right. Uh, you got Cousins, who, as much as people make shit on him, mm-hmm. puts up outstanding numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they move the ball well. Uh, I don't know. Is, is it coaching? Is it bad decision? Is it bad play calling at key times right. in the game? Like you put up the statistical numbers. Mm-hmm. But and you have the potatoes, but you're missing right. like key plays. You're missing the mm-hmm. meat. You it's know what meat. I mean? Right, right. You know, you put a plate full of mashed potatoes with butter and gravy on it. I'm happy as fuck. Right. But I'm gonna be like, yo, where's the steak? <laughs> and that's what I think of when you see, and you can tell it's Thanksgiving <laughs> week, everybody. Right, right. right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got a plate full of mashed potatoes, stuffing everything else. But you're like, mm-hmm. all right, where where's the meat at? Where, what are we right. doing here? And I think that's Minnesota. Some days. Okay. You might be in the mood for just apps, but mm-hmm. you want the main course. And I just think, I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it with Minnesota. And it's been like two, three years of this. Right, right. So now, other side of the field, you Green Green Bay. You you part of the Green Bay organization. You part of the corporate board, and um, Green Bay doesn't make the playoffs again. Well, it doesn't mean they make the playoffs, but they'll make the Super Bowl again. What do you do? with your questions about your quarterback may leaving and one of your top receivers may leave, what do you do as an organization? Pray. <laughs> Pray. Because you're going to go through a crazy, crazy rebuild if you lose uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, which right. may happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you got several teams – Cleveland hasn't committed to Mayfield. Right. Denver has quarterback issues. Pittsburgh's going to be retiring. New York hasn't committed to Daniel Jones long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington doesn't have an answer long-term. You have teams that have some pretty good talent and rosters but are missing the most important piece. Mm-hmm. So I think there could be some major suitors if Rodgers wants out. And I think teams like Cleveland, who are loaded everywhere mm-hmm. with quarterback would pay whatever the fuck Green Bay wants. You want four number ones? We're the Cleveland Browns? Fuck yeah. Take five. <laughs> we we want to win one Super Bowl. That's worth it to us. Right. Plus they have a young nucleus too, so you, you then, can you can go five years without fucking the number one. Especially the they come with, especially they come in a package deal. If they come in a package deal. Well, oh, oh yeah. Ahead, ahead, no, no, I was going to say, I, I was going to let you finish. I just want to say, especially if they come with a package deal. If you're Cleveland, Yes. You get Devontae and Aaron. In a minute. You can have six. <laughs> you know what I'm the Take Rams them. have done it. The Rams right. built and right. drafted a good enough nucleus that mm-hmm. they can just 
they can do the shower at the strip club and just throw number <laughs> one picks away right? because they got the nucleus and they can bring – you tell me the – all right, five number one picks. Mm-hmm. You guarantee me Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams with that line, with Nick Chubb, with that defense, Miles Garrett, bro. Five number one picks would be. I know it's ridiculous. It would never be that. I'm just throwing right, out right. crazy numbers. Right. I'm just showing that the talent that Cleveland has compared to their desperation to finally give that town the title. Mm-hmm. I think they would say to Green Bay, "Whatever you want for Rodgers is yours." You right. want the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? We'll pack that shit up tomorrow. We'll move it to Green, to Green Bay. Bay. <laughs> Whatever you want. You want Kevin Love? Fucking right. yours. Take it. Shoot. <laughs> but Cleveland like those won't, teams Cleveland that Kevin Love. wants out, I think mm-hmm. Green Bay could get the biggest trade right. compensation ever. Yes, even at 38 years old. Because oh, yeah, I still I think he's got three years in him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in three years, he if he don't win in the first year, he definitely going to win the second year. With that talent and that defense. You put him in Cleveland, they are the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. And you add Devontae, and Landry man. goes back to being number two. Oh, man, and, look at this. and you got Najoko and Hooper. Najoko oh. would stay. He's not going to leave if Aaron Rodgers oh, no. They'll would... take fucking bare minimum because he knows Rodgers is going to make him an elite tight end. You take a one-year small deal, and then you cash in the following year when the salary cap blows up. Right. Look at this, though, Nick. Here's the what? thing, too. You have... Cleveland, they'd be the top of that division for sure. Absolutely. They'd be the top of football. Right. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. They'd be the top of that division. But I'm just talking about it's in that division. Who's going to play? They'd be, they be better than Baltimore. They'd be better than Cincinnati. They'd be definitely better than Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is going to be yeah. at the bottom once once um, Ben retires. I'm at yeah. the bottom now, really. But I'm just saying, once he retires, they're definitely going to be at the bottom. They top of that like if Rodgers goes to either of those teams, he goes to Pittsburgh. Oh, you got oh, Pittsburgh. that defense. Right. You got Najee Harris. You bring in Adams. You let Schuster go. You got those other young wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They skyrocket. They skyrocket too. Anywhere you go. But yeah. So now let's talk about the Baltimore game. I thought the Bears had that man. That was man. That was a nice last drive. I, that, I, I was like, how do you leave him wide open like that? So the I, I saw I saw because uh, Aikman had kind of did re, did a replay of it when the rusher twenty one I forgot who it was he hesitated it was all our blitz um, you know he was spying the running back coming out of the backfield so he, he paused a little bit to make sure he wasn't going out on the route but once he saw he was clear he still kind of hesitated he's supposed to go full speed at um, Dalton and he didn't that allowed Dalton to see. Um, the receiver wide open, but at the same time, how you get beat on a double move like that, man? This is this is for the uh, game. If anything else, I'm keeping you in front of me. Yeah, I really, I really give us a first down and a touch now. That's football 101, right? I, I don't know. know if it's a bad play call <laughs> or if it's just what we see a lot lately in sports. Guys have all the talent in the world, but they don't know the game and game situation. Because, Nick, look, look. You so you you in a defensive huddle. We call it all out blitz. So you already know that's leaving people. The safety is cut. Safety's gone. So you have no help. You keep the man in front of you. You also so don't he, call the all out blitz there too. You well, well you don't play the man, but you have right. enough guys back. So if you get beat on a move, you got help. Right. So right. it's 
bad D call, bad execution. It's it's bad all around. Right. But then on top of that, I thought the game was over. Now that pass interference be- uh, call bailed him out because that was a pick. Yeah. That was definitely a pick. He threw that ball right to the defender. And that bailed him out. Once they got that call, he just went on the roll. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they're going to win this game. And I, and I said to myself, they got down the goal line. I said, I'm going to call a running play. And that's what they called. Yeah. Because they had plenty of time. I would have ran it probably before then because you had plenty of time. That takes the pressure off your running, off your quarterback. That keeps the defensive honest. And – I would have ran, I'd have ran at, least <laughs> twice, at least twice within that drive to kind of keep you honest, keep you on your toes, not let you know what I'm doing. And that plus, that might open up the play action. That's, That's just me. You're 100% right. Mm-hmm. It, 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 both teams, It that looked to me like it was the toilet bowl where it was <laughs> right. two teams. Like if the Jets and the Jaguars played last year in the mm-hmm. last week of the season for mm-hmm. a chance to get Trevor Lawrence, I think both organizations would have done everything to try to lose the game. <laughs> I, that's what I felt with, with clicking in and seeing this game yesterday. It's like nobody wanted to win it. Right. It's like they were both losing it. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. Obviously, there ended up a winner, but it was just like, who could fuck up last and lose the game? <laughs> I was like, all right, it's our turn. We're going to fuck this one up. Right, right. But that's, that's what I get from that game. I mm-hmm. mean – you find out your starting quarterback when you get off the bus. Kudos to the kid for for balling and and, and right. getting a victory. Yeah. Uh, his name's escaping my mind right now, but kudos oh, to him. Like like he, nobody expected you to go out and and win the game. Like it was just like all right, get us through this week. We'll get back on track next week. Right, but right. Does Nagy finish the season? I I, I think he's gonna finish the season though, bro. I, yes. I just think because you only would have got six games left. Seven was it six? Six games, right? It'd be seven. Is it seven? You got seven I games don't know left. It's, it's, Here's the thing: seven, depending if they had their buy yet. What what purpose would it serve besides just being a uh, gesture of firing him now? I don't know, but a game like that yesterday can lose the locker room, and it can make shit very disgruntled, and that's usually okay. You, you fire you fire him to, now. That's usually the main deciding factor of an in-season firing. It's your oh, yeah. locker room is so disgruntled and mm-hmm. pissed off and they're voicing their opinion and management that you do it to appease the players so you don't lose them long-term because you know the coach is replaceable. The guys on the contract, you can't replace all of them. Right, right. But a game like that, man, I don't know. That's man, did you see the, But did you see the look on Nagy's face? When they, um, ball? Well, really, when they got down to the goal line. He's about to get fired. When they got down to the goal line, he just looked like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? You can see the look on his face. He's like, oh, my God. He, he, he just knew he had this game. He knew he had this game. And they got, they said, we got this rookie quarterback. You know, he ain't, he, we, we got this. And then he got down to the goal line. Nagy's, his and whole, Fields got knocked out of that game, too. And that, that's right. when they, they had a nice little lead when he was there. And then that giant red fucking weird mustache came in. <laughs> and. I don't know, man. I, for some reason, I just think he's gonna make it the rest of the season. I don't think they fire him. Okay, I could be wrong. I Black could be wrong. Monday, definite Black Monday. Right. Or you think right. to be determined? To be determined. To be determined. Uh-huh. Fields could play well and save his ass. Like, the, like right. that's the, and that would be his that's argument. Saving grace. That's the saving yeah. grace. He could say it's a rookie quarterback with shown improvement. He's played mm-hmm. well throughout the year. He's right. progressed. I think we have something here long term. And then it's up to the front office. 
do we want to put a rookie quarterback through a second system in his second season, or do we want to go another year or two and see if there's growth? So it's, I don't think it's definitive he gets fired, but I'm not mm-hmm. surprised if he gets fired like before Christmas. Right. Now, here's the thing, too. Naki can go this route. Look, part of what you said, you know, we got a rookie quarterback. He's doing well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, maybe it's the GM. Keep me, get rid of GM. Yeah. And Montgomery missed a lot of time this year, too. Right. So you, you could say we got, you know, and that was their, that kid was a stud the last six weeks of last season. Oh, yeah. So, you oh, know, yeah. He, he was playing well yesterday, considering that I thought he would go off on Baltimore's defense. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore defense, they weakness is their secondary. Well, I think they're, they're 32nd in rushing yards. Given up. They're like the is worst it? in, in Yeah, because I got Montgomery in okay. the league. Mm-hmm. And it tells you in your matchup mm-hmm. whether it's red against like a top uh-huh. um, 11, 10, 11 mm-hmm. team, or if it's like orange for neutral, or if it's green like for the bottom 10 teams. Right. I'm pretty sure Baltimore was right at the bottom at the rush defense in the, in the green. So Matt Montgomery was a great play. Right. But um, so let me ask you this, um, big homie. What surprised you about the NFL this week? <sighs> surprised me. Mm-hmm. I thought the biggest statement in a negative way was how bad the Raiders are and how bad they've fallen and not being competitive in that game with the Bengals, which was a playoff potential tiebreaker game right. for wild card. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was, was a massive, uh, the negative statement of the week is holy shit. Okay. Like you guys really are, are our shit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really impressed by Justin Herbert's performance last night. Okay, I uh, was you know that that's a good defensive pit, and I mean mm-hmm. you don't see many teams except for like the the Jacksonville playoff juggernaut of Blake Bortles <laughs> putting up forty on Pittsburgh's defense. You, you just right. don't see it. Uh, Herbert's on on the brink of stardom. I thought last mm-hmm. night on a national stage. You're starting to see the curtain open. I know he's got the most 300-yard passing games for anyone mm-hmm. in their first 25 starts. Uh, right. You're looking at a kid who, who him and Burrow and, uh, you know, Mac Jones is winning, but these guys are fucking lighting it up. There's there's a difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the eye test. You see elite quarterback talent, and you see someone who's a game manager. So right. for Second-year guys like Burrow and uh, and Herbert, mm-hmm. that's the limit for these guys, man. You just got to keep building around them and give them all the tools they need to succeed. But I, I think Herbert's performance and the Chargers overall, mm-hmm. weathering that storm, not getting down on themselves when mm-hmm. uh, they came back. And you saw Mike Williams, who earlier in the year we said, as soon as Mike Williams was dinged up a little bit, Chargers flatlined. Right Now you see Mike Williams back, and the Chargers are breathing life again. They look fucking very good yesterday. Right. For me, uh, I, I want to. Those are two of the big things. What about you? For me, Buffalo, man. Yeah. I just thought this was going to be a bounce back game for Buffalo. And, for them to and stink it feels it hard when you're not playing the Jets, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you light them up the week before and you think everything's good. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, they're running the ball pretty good the week before. You think, okay, they got, they're getting their mojo back. They're looking good. And they just stunk out the place, man. I, I mean, 
you go from nine a nine to six loss to Jacksonville, and you know you win the next game. Then you come back. It's like you went back to the Jacksonville game, and it it, it, it just really surprised me. I mean, if they had lost a game, a close game, I wouldn't been as surprised or nothing like that. It's just I didn't see that we're gonna make the playoffs or we the dominant team in this division type play. And that, that that surprised me about Buffalo. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this: What team or what play or whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, um, gave you hope? That's funny you ask that because I have the Michael K. Show on in the background, mm-hmm. and right now they have who I think is going to be a huge star in the NFL: Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was injured. He missed some of the training camp. Uh, his last four games, they have the stats up right now. Mm-hmm. Last four games, 24 catches, 336 yards, four touchdowns, averaging 14 a game. Yesterday, he had eight for 141 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I've said since I saw this kid in rookie camp, mm-hmm. he reminds me of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Size, speed, elusive mm-hmm. route running for a young right. kid. I'm not saying he's going to put up the fantasy numbers that Antonio Brown put up, mm-hmm. but something I see and something I always look for when you're a receiver, when you make your cuts, mm-hmm. you got a heavy foot and do you plant hard mm-hmm. and then turn, which allows the defense to close on you? Right. Or do you keep your same speed in all of your cuts? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't decelerate at all. Right. Which does what? It allows you to play bigger than you are because you get that separation. Mm-hmm. A play on a sideline that somebody might have to jump up and it's contested. You How many times have you seen Antonio Brown backpedaling to the sideline, catching the ball here because right. his cut was so fucking nasty that he destroyed mm-hmm. somebody? Right. I don't know if Elijah Moore will have those same stats, but physically, talent-wise, skill, mm-hmm. I think this kid is going to be fucking amazing. And he is a first-class human being off the field. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown released that video this week that he had some health, uh, mental health issues, mm-hmm. and he credits Elijah Moore for helping him and getting him through it. Um, he's a man of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's fucking an amazing person to root for because he's mm-hmm. never going to put a black eye on the team or himself. Right, right. Uh, I And the Jets have been awful drafting in the second round. So (laughs) part of me is giddy, like thinking, holy shit, did we finally fucking end the second round curse? Right, right. Um, I I think this kid is going to be a star. I know everyone was big on Jamar Chase, but -hmm. you look at this four-game span, and I don't think Chase had a four-game span with these numbers. Six catches a game, Mm -hmm. uh, 84 yards a game, and a touchdown each game. He's, He's really really going to be electric in this league for a long time. And I'm happy he's a jet. Oh, I want to say, so part of what you say is part that people overlook is how receivers come in and out. They breaks. Most important that part is of such it. a big part of being a receiver. You know, you, know, you can make clean breaks that allows you to separate from your defender that allow, it allows you to have a good spot to, where the quarterback can put the ball at, you know, cause you come out your break sloppy because the quarterback's throwing to a spot, you know, when he's going through his progression and he said, okay, I know number 20 is going to be in that spot right there. And it looks like he's going to, um, you know, separate from that receiver. He's going to throw it to that spot. You come out your break clean. 
you give them a nice, clean spot to throw it to. First, you come out there sloppy. He's going to try to fit it in there. I guess it'll offend a chance to break on the ball. Or at least, if not, if they can't intercept it and these knock it down, that messes up everything. So coming out your breaks is key to being a good receiver. Um, what yeah. gives me hope? What gives me hope? The Lions defense. You know, I was they're they're in every minus one. They're there weekly. Right. I mean, you look how they play. I mean, granted it was Cleveland, but Chubb didn't get off like he normally no. does. Um you know, I don't know the numbers, but I would love yeah. to know how many losses by one score. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they got to have seven or eight. And as much as I hate Jared Goff, I think they had Jared Goff in this game. They might have won that game. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, yeah. Swift had a nice 57-yard run, which speaks to the line, opened up holes for him. Um. You know, but the defense played pretty good, man. You know, and but they would have not let uh, Jarvis on that wild card score. They win this game. So yeah, or know, they tie game, because that would have been oh, a field goal. <laughs> right, or they tie again. Right? <laughs> I want, mean, I want, I want if that's a record. Somebody go uh, with two ties, two ties, <laughs> two ties, no wins. <laughs> That might be. You know, we, we've talked about it several times with the Lions, and I, mm-hmm. I think you're 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 dead on with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they compete week in and week out. They play hard right. for their, their coach. Uh, the defense has no big names on it, mm-hmm. but it's sometimes scheme and execution are more important than big name talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unless you guys start rocking the world, you're going to end up with the number one pick. Mm-hmm. There's no clear cut quarterback this year. Yes, yeah, uh, not me. You we do have Goff. Uh, you do have Goff mm-hmm. under contract still. You know, do do you keep that number one pick? Do you do you take Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama, put him with Penny Sewell and have two fucking monsters for the next ten mm-hmm. years? Do you go for Thibodeau, the pass rusher? Um, uh, Oregon. Mean, you can't take yeah. Or Hutchinson from Michigan, who mm-hmm. a lot of people are starting to compare to the Bosa's um, and Watt. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what Detroit does because I don't see a quarterback rising to number one. I don't either. Um, which, if the Jets end up at number two, I'm hoping mm-hmm. we make that trade down. And like, I don't want to pay enough for number one, but I'll jump to number two. Mm-hmm. Um and then we can trade down and maybe get another future one and, and keep stockpiling ones. Um, but I'm very curious to see what Detroit does. Uh, if I'm Detroit. there with the Trevor Lawrence in this draft, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know, even like a, a Joe Burrow, if there was a mm-hmm. clear cut guy, you take him. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see that. So now do you do you just take clear cut best player, improve the talent of your roster? keep competing until you find that guy and then when that rookie comes in he's got a fucking solid team around him right so it's very curious to see what detroit does going i think i think the way the draft looking and i can't like without me being looking at it right now i think you deepen defense and lines get a couple couple of picks this year i mean next year um yeah you got the rams pick too so you're right at the top of the round and then you got you'll have three of the top 33 if you end up with the first pick which is so, a great chance to, to improve your roster. So I go offensive. I go offensive 
trench player first. Because that's what you're going to need, especially you're going to have Jared Goff. But you, you know might be if, if you're not going to take Thibodeau, the pass rusher, who's number mm-hmm. one on almost everyone's board right now, mm-hmm. you could trade down. Maybe somebody wants to come up. Maybe the Jets from number two say, we need the pass rusher. We're going to go get Thibodeau. You can get a haul to trade out for a non-quarterback, which would really help you guys long term. Because you're not one player away, right? You need right, multiple, right. multiple, multiple players. Right. So who knows? Maybe this kid, Matt Corral from Ole Miss, quarterbacks Two years ago, we didn't yeah. even know Joe Burrow was going to be number one. Right. And then all hey. of a sudden, he blew up in the playoff, and he was the clear-cut number one. So there's still time for somebody to elevate, which helps you guys, because you could sell mm-hmm. that fucking pick and get out of Dodge. Who uh, who's the quarterback in North, North Dakota State? Let me see who they get. <laughs> they <Yeah>. turn. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, it's a good show, man. Good show. I enjoyed it. You know, shout out to Lamar. See you, uh, I guess next week because Lamar on a long vacation, huh? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how long he's away. I know we're not doing the midnight show this week. Right. Uh, programming note for everybody. Uh, Mel and I are going to do Thanksgiving morning. We're going to do 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So before you get into football, we'll come on. Uh, we'll do a pick show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have it's the about- kids text. Uh, maybe Lamar can text us the uh, the standings on the right. picks. We can read those on Thursday morning. Uh, but we'll, we will do a show on Thanksgiving morning. And uh, and uh, that's it. That'll be us that's for it. a week. And then we're back next week. Back next week. So thanks everybody for tuning in. It was a great show. Thanks, Melvin War for Man Down Podcast and Sierra Black On Podcast. Uh my man Ken. Yeah, yeah, my man Ken from um Dirty Heels. And whoever else to show that we all thank you. And don't forget, if you're feeling charitable, like Lamar say, drop a little change in the box. We're trying to build a media conglomerate over here. Right, or you can slide the bills, you can make you it know, rain, you can make it rain. You know, we're trying you to build some card, whatever, whatever you gotta do. We, we take cash out. <laughs> Shit, you give us our, your address, we will come to the house and pick it up. Right, right. And you know, and next year, I haven't told Nick this yet, but uh, next year we're gonna do uh, we're gonna try to do a show up there in Jersey, live show somewhere in Jersey. Nice. You know, ho- hopefully COVID won't be acting crazy. We can get out somewhere, and we're gonna try to oh, take you can the. Get uh, out up here. You, you can get out up here. Like, <laughs> we're gonna try to. We're gonna try to take the show on the road because you know, we, like I said, we're gonna try. We're trying to build some sponsorships and and get this thing going. But until Thursday at ten o'clock, y'all. We'll see y'all then. All right, big homie. Stay safe, everybody. All right, peace. peace. We'll talk, brother.